The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Hello and welcome to Not Gambling Advice. My name is Peter Apple. I'm your host and it is Friday, April 7th. And Not Gambling Advice is sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code JustBaseball when you download for a full instant deposit match on the best daily fantasy app. These are MLB Best Bets for April 7th. Let's do a quick recap of yesterday. Let's talk about yesterday and the past couple of days because it's our fourth straight losing day. It's been a bumpy road so far. We made six units in just a few days to start, but we've been losing about a unit in change since Monday. So these particular few days have been really rough. It'll happen just like the hot streak will happen again. We hit our daughter's team total, but were embarrassed by the Nationals team total. This was the 11th time in Coors Field history a game ended 1-0. Go figure. Neither team put up any semblance of offense. We lost on the Tigers and the under in that game, which were half-unit plays. It was looking great before Adam Duvall, three-run home run, killed it. That was the difference as neither team scored another run. Last season, I started up 19 units in April. It was insane, and many people jumped on for the ride. Then, in May, I went down 13 units. People jumped off quickly, as one can imagine. But what followed was profit every month after that, resulting in a year with 44 units in our pocket. It's a marathon, not a sprint. It's just up to you if you can run it. I know I can, and I am ready to roll. The model I've also been using was adjusted today. It's been underestimating home runs by about 15% and underestimating walks by about 19% so far this season. Therefore, totals have been projected a bit lower than they should be. It was fixed today, so we should see more consistency moving forward. That's the main reason these picks are coming out later than usual. Again, just so we all know, I'm using BetMGM lines only this year. You can find a code in the episode description. Uh, use code just baseball when signing up. If you are a big better, I would recommend using code just baseball because they will match your deposit match up to a thousand dollars. But if you're a smaller better, you can use code JB200 if you're betting on the MLB game. You wager ten dollars on any MLB game and receive two hundred dollars instantly in free credit once that bet is settled. Our 2023 straight plays record is 13-12, and 12, plus 1.73 units, and we are currently 0-3, down 1.25 units on prize pick entries. I know it feels like we've been losing a lot lately, but again, we are still positive on the year, and my plan is to win both these bets and the prize picks entry that you will hear later on in this episode. Let's have a day. The first game, Toronto Blue Jays versus the Los Angeles Angels at 9.38 p.m. Eastern. The pitching matchup is Chris Bassett versus Patrick Sandoval. Something I didn't factor in enough to the Nationals team total was the travel without an off day. The Blue Jays will have to travel from Kansas City to Anaheim without an off day, and the Angels face one of my early favorite pitchers to fade, Chris Bassett. 
Before the season, I spoke on the Just Baseball show about a gut feeling. That pit in my stomach told me that Chris Bassett contract would age horribly, similar to Jose Barrios. He allowed 10 hits and 9 earned runs in his first 3 and a third innings. Will he be that bad? Probably not, but I don't think he follows that start up with some huge bounce back. Chris Bassett is in a spot where all his worst splits are showing. Bassett loves a good day game and pitching on five days rest. Over six and two thirds, uh, 62 and a third innings, he's allowed, he has a 2.31 ERA during the day. On five days rest, he's nine and one with a 2.09 ERA. But this is a night game on four days rest, which doesn't bode well for him historically. On four days rest, he's five and five with a 4.68 ERA in his career, and I only think he's gotten worse. In night games, over 119 and two-thirds, he's rocking a four ERA. He also has a career 4-1-1 ERA at Angel Stadium, and this Angels lineup is the best they've had in a long time. These stats are also from when he was a better pitcher, in my opinion. In his first outing with the Cardinals, his pitches dropped in velocity. Every single one. Also, the spin rates followed suit, dropping on every pitch. He allowed a 92% zone contact rate, so 92% of balls swung in the zone produced contact. That contact averaged 93.2 miles an hour. That's just not a recipe for success. Since the season began, the Angels have the 7th highest hard hit rate against right-handers, but the 17th ranked WRC+. They are hitting the ball plenty hard enough, but it hasn't found a hole as much as it should. Against a pitcher with declining stuff who's allowing hard contact to the zone is the perfect way for the Angels to find that hole. Patrick Sandoval looked great in the WBC and carried over in his first start against Oakland. They are the A's, but he only allowed two hits, one of them being a home run, his only run allowed. His advanced numbers weren't great on the game with an 86% zone contact rate, but he doubled the called strike plus whiff rate with clearly better stuff than Chris Bassett in his first start. Sandoval is also better in night games than day games, rocking a 2.50 ERA at night compared to a 3.29 ERA during the day. He'll also be on five days of rest, whereas ERA is 2.94 historically. The edge here is early on. The Blue Jays' bats should be slow out of the gate due to seven straight road games, no days off, and flying from Kansas City, Los Angeles. The Angels should feast off Bassett, and I think I'm getting a reasonable price. The model doesn't adjust for travel fatigue, and it still has the Angels slightly edging out the Jays. So the Sim has the Angels winning 2.9 to 2.8. So the pick for me, is Angels first five innings money line minus 120 1.2 units to win one unit so if they are tied after five we get a push but I really do think that the Angels will win through five innings but I don't want to deal with the bullpens because I do prefer the Blue Jays bullpen to the Angels bullpen I think it'll be close late so I think the biggest edge is in the first five innings pick number two the St. Louis Cardinals versus the Milwaukee Brewers at 8 10 p.m eastern the pitching matchup is Jack Flaherty versus Brandon Woodruff if you're riding the season-long prize picks entry, you know I'm a big fan of Brandon Woodruff. We bet his over on strikeouts early in the season because he doesn't need to throw that many innings to rack up an incredible amount of strikeouts. He did that in his first outing, but his advanced data was so impressive. Fangraphs has this new pitch modeling data where they compare your stuff and location to the rest of the league. It's called Pitching Plus. It's weighted out of 100, similar to WRC+. So every percentile below 100 is below league average. Every one above is above league average. The top 10 in pitching plus, because, you know, if the if the list was way out of whack, we'd have to be like, oh, is this really a good stat? But you tell me. The top 10 in pitching plus are Garrett Cole, Jeffrey Springs, who threw a six-inning no-hitter, basically, Jacob deGrom, Brandon Woodruff, Drew Rasmussen, Spencer Strider, Julio Arias, Christian Javier, Aaron Nola, and Shane Bieber. 
Woodruff is back to being that dominant ace that he is, and he's had plenty of success against the Cardinals. Through 153 plate appearances against the Cardinals' current roster, he's rocking a 295 x Woba, a 227 expected batting average, and a 386 expected slugging. Compare that to Jack Flaherty, who, through 79 plate appearances, is rocking a 397 x Woba, a 280 expected batting average, and a 568 expected slugging against the Brewers. Those numbers aren't even in the same ballpark. Pun intended. Jack Flaherty was walking on a tightrope in his first appearance. He allowed seven walks and one hit by pitch over five innings, but did not surrender a hit. That's incredible, honestly, but it's just so unpredictable. Giving up that many free passes, not a recipe for success. While I think Flaherty can make it through the season, the fact of the matter is his top three pitches all dropped at least two and a half miles an hour of velocity from last year. He didn't look quite as healthy, and I think a team that had prior success and is rolling right now will do enough to win through the first five innings. So, and my model has the Brewers winning 2.9 to 2.3 in five innings. So the pick is the Brewers through the first five innings, minus a half at minus 110. That is 1.1 units to win one unit. Our prize picks entry should be a fun one because uh, we get paid back if it loses, which is always fun. It's Flex Friday on prize picks. If we make three picks, it's protected if you put a certain amount on it. If the flex play is faced is placed after 10.30 a.m., net losses of up to $20 will be paid back as promo funds by noon Eastern tomorrow. I thought I'd get in the action with a small entry just for fun. And if you don't have prize picks yet, again, use code just baseball for a 100% deposit match. So $25 entry, again, just for fun. That is about 0.1-ish units for me. Uh, so it's Mike Trout over half a run. He destroys Chris Bassett, and Bassett only looks worse, like I said. He's 7 for 17 with two doubles and a home run and a 5-10x Woba, so his quality of contact is excellent against Bassett. I also really like the rest of the lineup today, obviously against Bassett, and he's minus 125 on books to score a run. His total base prop is around minus 110, which I like, but the better value is on the run, and the total of this game is at 9.5, so runs should be scored. The second prop in the entry is Zach Wheeler over 42.5 fantasy score. I really wanted to play the Phillies versus Reds under because I think Zach Wheeler throws a no-hitter today. Not actually, but I just love his matchup so much. He got blown up in his first start, but his stuff was excellent. He posted a 185 ERA at home last season, and the Reds' offensive struggles the most when they are on the road against a right-hander. We like playing them at home against a lefty. On the road against a right-hander, they look like the Reds that we're used to. The Reds' team total is also at 2.5 at plus 110 to go over. And Wheeler's also projected to have the most strikeouts on the model at 7.7. So you're asking, well, should I play Zach Wheeler over 7.5 strikeouts? I think it's a good look, but again, not a ton of value. But again, the model is always conservative with strikeout numbers, and the fact that he has it over 7.5 is interesting. So if you don't have prize picks and you're looking for props, consider over 7.5 strikeouts. But I just like the fantasy score because we can get a quality start. We can get a win because the Phillies are big favorites here. And I do think they bounce back and win. And I think Wheeler dominates in Citizens Bank Park, which is calling for the wind blowing in. It's just not good hitting conditions overall. The third pick of the entry is Will Smith over 1.5 bases. You take Will Smith against Madison Bumgarner, you don't really think twice. Like It's no lock, but it's one of my favorite matchups to target. I would have taken him the first time they played, but Austin Barnes got the start that day. They'd be foolish not to at least DH Will Smith in this matchup, considering he has a 538 x Woba. So the quality of contact is amazing. One of the highest marks of the day. He's seeing the ball well right now, and he's minus 125 to go over this, and he's 3 for 10 with a couple of extra base hits. In his career against Madison Bumgarner, he's better against lefties, and this is just a great matchup for him. So again, Flex Friday on prize picks. Make it small. Make it fun. 
And if you use code just baseball, you get a 100% deposit match. That link is in the episode description. Um, again, you know, we've had a tough couple of days, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I'm confident that it will end up evening out. We had to make adjustments to the model. It's very early on in the season. If you're thinking about jumping off, it's your prerogative. But I know a lot of people here who are listening to me right now know all the profit that we've made over the past couple of seasons, and I don't plan on stopping this now. Thank you guys again for listening. Make sure to tune into our Twitch stream at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, where we'll go over all of the games. I'll give you all my leans. We'll go over the model and all that good stuff. But we have to remember that it is not gambling advice.